Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. Oh, don't you love being a type A control freak weirdo? I can I can speak freely to you because I'm this way. Let's be honest, you very likely are the same way. I work with runners for a living. I know you. I know myself. We are type A. We like to be in control of things. We are ambitious as anything. We are never, ever, ever taking no for an answer. We are not intimidated by things the way normal, quote unquote, people are. We are the best type of person, but sometimes that control can it can lead us down a slippery slope. So today we're going to be talking about how to release control around food. If you are just so addicted to the power, the rush of power you get when you're controlling your food, I get it. I like, oh my God, that I hit my macros feeling for the day. I would just lay in bed and I would be like, wow, I ate XXX grams of carbs, XXX grams of fat, XXX grams of protein. I did it. Like it felt like, it felt like this like really victorious, powerful feeling. So I get it. And so today we're going to talk about releasing that control. Releasing control. Ah, so hard to do, but so important if we are going to treat our body like our teammate. Before we dive into today's topic, we have a review of the week winner. So I wanted to celebrate Allie Loves Podcast. Thank you so much, Allie, for taking the time for leaving a review of the week because you are this week's winner, because you took less than two minutes of your life to leave a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, you actually get to win a super duper awesome masterclass of your choosing. So just send me a DM at Serena Marie RD and you can choose from a meal planning masterclass or a body image masterclass, a hydration masterclass. You've got um, the world is your oyster. You get to choose. So Allie, This is the review she left, and I'm so grateful because it helps us spread the word that our body is not a tool to be controlled, but rather our teammate to be loved and respected. So Ali said, Serena explains it all. I am grateful to have discovered this running podcast. As a newer runner, I was making all the common underfueling mistakes that were preventing me from reaching new goals. Serena offers savvy, sustainable, and evidence-based advice that applies to so many people, not just female runners. I feel so seen hearing Serena's story and tips. Highly recommend this podcast to any runner, athlete, or active person. (laughs) Thank you, Allie. It really... Uh, it really just means a lot to me. It really ugh, gives me all the feels. So thank you so much for taking the time to to share that with the world. I really appreciate it. Okay. So as Ali mentioned, um, this story, the story that I struggled with, the story that maybe Ali struggled with, the story that so many of us struggle with is we try to be healthier. We try to become our best version of ourselves. And what we do is we become obsessed with controlling our food. Now, maybe controlling your food looks like counting calories. Maybe it looks like counting macros. Maybe it looks like counting Weight Watcher points. Maybe it just looks like measuring all your food, weighing all your food. 
food. Maybe it just means that you are being very particular about which foods you put into your body. You start labeling some foods are good, some foods are bad, some foods are processed, some foods are not processed, like whatever. And you feel this sense of like victory because you're like, oh my goodness, I am in charge of this thing. And I'm so good at being in charge of this thing. It makes me feel like, it makes me feel like I have a sense of control. Think about the world we live in. (laughs) We live in a hot, dump, trash, fire world. I mean, things are crazy. Like the world has been crazy lately, right? Like politics, pandemics, just everything in life feels like it's falling apart. I'm sure we all have our own drama and our own personal lives family drama, financial drama, you know, drama with your friends, drama with your partner. Life is filled with drama. Life is filled with curveballs and lots of things that just no matter what we do, we have to in some ways just realize we can't control it all, right? I can't control the government. I can't control all of the things. I can't control the things my mother says that trigger me (laughs) as much as I try and set boundaries. It doesn't work. I can't control her. I can't control other people. What I can control are the thoughts in my head. What you can control are the thoughts in your head. Let that settle there. Let that marinate for a second. You cannot control other people, but you can control the thoughts in your head. And so that's what we are going to do today is we are going to talk about how do we start to change the thoughts in our head so we don't have this desire to control and count and manipulate every morsel of food that we eat. Okay, so the first thing I want to do is I want to create this like sense of agency in your body where we need to think of a time when you have released control and something good has come from it. Now, you might need to pause the podcast. You may need to call a friend. You may need to talk to your partner about this. Like, You may need to really sit and think, but I can guarantee there has been a time in your life when you have released control and releasing control was exactly the thing that you needed to do to be happier, to be healthier, to be whatever. A positive event happened. So this is silly, but I'm going to share this with you. When I was single and dating, um, you know, I was like dating, I was having fun. And then I have this moment, I I have a journal entry actually. And I was, I was 28 years old. Yeah. I was 28, like almost 29. And I wrote this in my journal. I was like, I think I'm ready to find my soulmate. Like, I think I'm ready to, to find the one. You know, like obviously I had like, not obviously, but like I had always like wanted to fall in love and like have the happy ending. But like I had a really bad breakup um, when I was 25 or 26, I can't remember, of my boyfriend of seven years and really horrible breakup. And I think I needed time to just like date and be young and do all the things. So even though I like wanted to find love and settle down, I, I at the same time just like wanted to like didn't want to find love and settle down. I wanted to just like date and have fun. And um, I kind of decided like, okay, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to settle down. Like I'm ready to find my, my person or whatever. And I decided to release control. 
So what I decided to do was rather than, you know, going on the dating apps and sending out a bajillion DMs to people and start going on like a million dates, which by the way, is a strategy that can work and there's nothing wrong with that. I decided I actually wanted to release control. I wanted to put it into the universe. Like I am going to show up each day as my best self. I'm going to you know, do the things that make me happy. I'm going to participate in activities that make me smile. I'm going to go to running club. I'm going to go to my, my kettlebell class. I'm going to, you know, go to events where I can meet people. But like, I am not actively going to try and control meeting a husband. I'm not going to say he needs to be this height. He needs to have this profession. Like I was just kind of like putting it into the universe. I am ready. And what happened was, I think like three or four months later, I had not been going on dates. Like I had kind of just been like living my life and hanging out with my friends. And um, this guy who I had been going to the gym with for years, he was a DJ and he was having this DJ event. And he was like, hey, do you want to come to my my event? And I was like, sure. So my roommate at the time, she's my best friend. She's getting married right now. Um, my, I dragged her to this, this DJ event in Brooklyn. And we decided we were going to do um, freak show night. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. But literally my point is, is like we were not going out to find guys. We were literally like we, we um, put glitter all over our body and basically just like dressed silly. And we're like, we're just going out to like dance and have fun. And sure enough, I go to this event. The guy who had invited me was a DJ. He introduced me to his friend, his friend Anthony. And his friend Anthony and I danced all night. And flash forward, here we are, we're married. So I released control and it was the best thing I ever did because releasing control freed me up. So that Friday night, I didn't have a date. I didn't have a plan to go out and whatever. I was just available and I was able to go to this random DJ set and meet the love of my life. So that to me is just this like, and and there's other examples. Like I can think of other examples and maybe you don't have this like beautiful story. Maybe yours is literally like I was trying to kill myself at work to get a promotion and I was working overtime. And when I finally stopped doing that, was when I actually felt sane enough to make good decisions at work. And that's when I got the promotion. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, beautiful love story. Uh, Mine is a beautiful love story, which is pretty cool. But I released control and the universe delivered. What this taught me, okay, whether you were, like, believe in manifestation, believe in God, whatever, I don't care. What it taught me was that I don't need to be in control of things for good things to happen to me. I didn't have to have my, you know, notebook out with my list of things that I'm looking for in a man and go on, you know, five dates a week and do all the things that I was doing in order to find love. Okay. It doesn't mean those things wouldn't work. Like maybe if I had kept doing it that way, I would have also found a spouse eventually. But my point being is I let go of it And what happened was the universe brought me to my husband. I let go of control and the letting go of the control delivered this incredibly positive result in my life. And I guarantee if you think of a situation, you can come up with a time where you released control and something positive happened. Now, maybe there's a part of you that's like, yeah, but like, Maybe if I didn't release control, something better would have happened. Maybe um, maybe if I didn't release control, it would have happened faster, 
right? Like maybe, I mean, I think finding a husband in four or five months is pretty good, but maybe I could have found it in one month. <laughs> found it, found him in one month. Um, but I want us to kind of think about that. I think this analogy keeps working. We're like, yeah, maybe I could have found a husband in one month instead of four to five months, but it wouldn't be this husband, right? Like it probably wasn't going to be, it definitely wouldn't have been Anthony. Anthony is, uh, is four years younger than me. I never, ever would have picked a dude on a dating app who was 25 years old when I was 29. Absolutely not. Never. So my point being is we think that when we're in the driver's seat and we're in control, that is the ultimate A plus best situation. But that's not always true. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying like, oh, you're not in control. So just like, you know, go lay down and take a nap and like never do anything to enjoy and live your life. Like I think as we are letting go of control, we want to stay in the the present. And we want to say to ourselves like what am I doing with each moment of my life or most of the moments of my life to set me up to feel really good and happy and satisfied and successful and fulfilled whatever whatever it is you're looking for. Right? Like I couldn't have said I'm relinquishing control over finding a partner. And in order to do that, I'm just going to, um, you know, sit at home, never leave the house and um, watch romantic comedies and cry myself to sleep every night that I'm alone. <laughs> right? Like that wouldn't have worked. So we do need to like show up and take care of ourselves. Um, but I, I almost want to, I almost want you to take that message and I want you to use that to instill confidence in you that when you release control, it doesn't mean we're just completely giving up on whatever it is you're looking for. Like if you right now are in a dieting journey because you think it is going to make you feel more confident or it's going to make you healthier, or it's going to make your sex life better. That doesn't mean we say, I'm releasing control of my food. Therefore, I'm just completely giving up on the dream of being more confident or having a better sex life or being healthier. Like we can still do things that make us laugh and challenge us and we find interesting and fun to get us those results. But we're not, we're not controlling it. We're not getting obsessive. Okay, so I want you to think of, this is a very long-winded way of saying, please think of a situation where you released control and there was a positive result, okay? This is what we're using as like our shiny, this is like our carrot, right? Like if we were like the horse trying to trot along, this is our carrot. We're like, hey, I want to, I want to redown my fitness. I want to redownload my fitness pal. We're going to say to ourselves, no. Look at the carrot. Look at that time you released control. And it was a beautiful, beautiful result happened for you. Okay. So why is it important that we not get obsessive about controlling our body? And I think we could probably take this lesson and apply it to other things in life. Um, But, you know, I'm an expert in nutrition, so I'm going to stay in my lane here. (laughs) Why is it important that we kind of reset our focus from controlling our body, from controlling our calories, controlling our food, and start to focus on something different. Um, The reason is because there's so many reasons, but I think one of the reasons that's going to ring true for you the most and maybe get through to you the most is the very, very real detrimental effect 
that having this obsessive control over your body, whether it's your body composition, your body goals, your your nutrition goals, your food goals, it is bad for you. HPA axis dysregulation is very, very bad for your health. We have our hypothalamus in our brain. That little girl, she talks to your pituitary glands, who talks to your adrenal glands, who makes cortisol. And if all day long you are sitting there and you are hating on your body because it has too much fat, quote unquote, it has not enough muscle, quote unquote, it has you because you ate a pastry and it has too many calories, quote unquote. If all day long there is just this overwhelming onslaught of critical or negative thoughts, this desire to control your body. Oh my goodness, I'm going to a restaurant. I can't have seed oils. So what am I going to order instead? What am I going to pack my bag so that if I don't, so if I'm hungry and we're at the restaurant and they have seed oils, I have something to eat. Like doing this constant song and dance all day long to control your body, control your food, that is causing dysregulation of your HPA access. It is causing your brain to tell your adrenal glands to pump out cortisol, a stress hormone. And on top of this, you are very likely a runner. You're probably an athlete of some kind. And as much as I love running, running is a stressor to the system. It pumps out cortisol when we go running, when we do these hard workouts. I did a long run two days ago. I woke up today. I am so sore. You know my nervous system is still like, what the F did that lady do to us on Sunday? Like my body is so sore. There is cortisol happening. I know this. Okay. So we take this athlete who is, you know, getting cortisol from her workouts. And then on top of it, we add dieting. Dieting is going to make that cortisol effect of your workouts even worse. Why? Because while I am running, there is going to be cortisol. My body is running. There is this, like, it is it is dealing with, we are creating stress by running and it is dealing with that stress. How do we reduce the stress load? How do we make it so our body can absorb that stress without there being more serious consequences? It's by sleeping enough. It's by eating enough. It's by eating foods that are going to help minimize and lower inflammation. It's by taking off days. It's by meditating and stress management. Okay. There's all these other things that we can do. But my point being is if you do your workouts, which are causing stress, and then you're under eating, which isn't giving your body the input, the resources to handle that stress correctly, you are now magnifying that stress. And then on top of it, if you're all day long thinking to yourself, I can't eat this, I can't eat this, I'm hungry, but I can't eat yet. I have to make sure I don't eat something because it has sugar in it and sugar is going to kill me. If you are now causing that HPA dysregulation because you're thinking all day long about controlling your food, you are now magnifying that stress even more. And I will work with athletes who will come to me and they have been so stressed out for so long that their adrenal glands give up. They're like, we can't create cortisol anymore. Like I give up, like stop. They stop creating cortisol, right? It's like the cortisol is so high for so long, your body gets burnt out and can't create cortisol anymore. And while cortisol, we think of it as a negative stress hormone, having some cortisol during the day is good. It's normal, right? Like when you wake up in the morning, um, you have a natural spike in cortisol. It's your brain and your body waking up and being like, okay, Serena, get out of bed. Like, It is a new day, right? Like there's supposed to be some 
cortisol fluctuating in your brain and, and your body during the day. So if we get to a point where we have been so stressed for so long that our body now can no longer make that normal, healthy amount of cortisol to get our butt out of bed, you know how you're going to feel? Exhausted. <laughs> you're going to feel so tired. You're going to feel like so, so fatigued and tired and you're not going to want to run anymore. And we all know what happens to runners when they ain't running. They are grumpy. They are not nice people to be around. So my point being, we need to release control because all of this control around food is not good for you for so many reasons. So now we understand how this compulsive urge to control our food and our body, how it is affecting us physiologically. Not only are we under eating, we are causing HPA axis dysregulation. You still though, might be sitting there and you're like, but if I don't control my food, if I don't control my body, I'm going to gain weight. And if I gain weight or my body changes, whatever that looks like for you, and it doesn't, maybe it's my butt gets smaller, <laughs> my glutes won't be so big, um, whatever it is, I, it doesn't matter. This, this need to control your body. If we can reset that focus, if we can take that focus on controlling our food, controlling our body, and shift it to other things in your life. Just for a moment, what would happen? How powerful could that possibly be for you? Think of all of the time and the energy and the brain space you were pouring, pouring into controlling your food. What would happen if we took all that time and energy and brain space and put it into something else? So I actually want to give a little shout out here because uh, we are an early bird for Food Freedom Runner Academy. And this is really what we do in Food Freedom Runner Academy is we are not just saying, oh, this is how you need to eat to get healthier. This is how you need to eat. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to be like, hey, this is what we need to have on our breakfast, our lunch, our dinner plate. This is how we build snacks to boost our energy, to feel better during our runs. But it doesn't stop there. We also start to poke holes in the story you are telling yourself of why you can't eat more carbs, why you can't eat more snacks, why you can't eat more calories, why you need to obsessively control how many grams of, of, of avocado are on your plate before you eat avocado on a sandwich. Like we talk about the story you're telling yourself. We talk about the science and we dive into the story. And so we're about to, I'm about to give you a little example of what that would be like if we work together in Food Freedom Runner Academy. And if you're listening to this and you're like, this is what I need to actually finally start feeling like the, the athlete I am meant to be, then just DM me on Instagram and just let me know. Um, heard you on the podcast. I know you're an early bird. I want to learn more about Food Freedom Runner Academy. And when you join during early bird, you got special discount. And also because you're a podcast listener, I'll throw in an extra freebie there. So you do you, you DM me, just let me know. Interested in the early bird special for <laughs> early bird special for Food Freedom Runner Academy. And I'm a podcast listener. Okay. So we are thinking about how to shift our focus from controlling our body and food to other things in life. So we started this podcast by talking about how life is crazy. Like there is so much crazy stuff in the world that is out of our control. And as little girls, what we are taught from a very young age is that everything is out of your control 
But the one thing you can control, this is a lie, by the way, we can't control our body because we can't control biology. We can't beat biology. And we all have a set point rate, set point weight range that is healthiest for us. I can't just randomly be like, I would like to lose 30 pounds and stay there and be healthy and have that be easy for me. Like I cannot control my body in that capacity, but this is what we are taught. We are taught our whole life. You just diet and count your calories and eat less, exercise more, and you one day will be your dream goal weight, right? Like this is the lie, okay? This is the the fairy tale that we are sold. So your whole life, you were sold this fairy tale of, oh, everything sucks. Everything is out of, out of, outside of your control. No problem, Serena. All you have to do is lose a bunch of weight and be really thin and pretty, uh, or look a certain way, build a bunch of muscle mass and be really shredded and strong, whatever, whatever the story is that you heard growing up, right? All you have to do is somehow take all your adipose tissue and put it on your hips so that you have the perfect pair figure, right? Like whatever, whatever the dream body is that you were sold growing up and you will be happy, right? Like, oh my goodness, all you have to do is be pretty and you will be happy. That's not true. That is not true. Okay. Yes. Are there privileges that come with being thin? Absolutely. Are there privileges that come with being pretty? Sure. But does that necessarily mean that person is happy? Also, the world we live in, you know, what is the ideal woman, quote unquote? She's like 18. <laughs> like, you know, as soon as you're over 18, you're 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 done, right? You're no longer like considered pretty because you're too old. You have to go get Botox to look 18 again. So nothing wrong with getting Botox. Like I'm not like whatever you do you, it's your bod. But my point is, is that if we're just putting all our eggs in this basket and we need to be pretty and have a certain body type to be happy, we're screwed. It's impossible. It's an impossible ideal to uphold and maintain. So what I want to challenge you is, is what would actually bring you joy in your life? What will actually bring you happiness in your life? And I even want to ask you another question. We don't have to start here. We can start with the easiest thing. What would bring you joy? But I want you to start asking yourself, what would help me feel more fulfilled? What would help me feel like I have purpose? And I want you to do more of those things. Maybe you were, you love being a mom and you love working with kids and maybe your kids are older and you don't get to have that anymore. Can you volunteer at a church, a synagogue, a summer camp? I don't know. And work with kids more. Sure. Now you're not going to be near your food scale. You can't weigh every morsel of your food because you're out at summer camp. But guess what? You're doing something that brings joy into your life, that makes you feel like this is my purpose on this earth to work with these little girls and to teach them X, Y, Z, right? Like maybe you say to yourself, I love to travel and I want to start studying French on Duolingo on my phone and spending more time like trying to immerse myself in listening to French movies and learning French so that I can travel to France one day. I don't know. I don't know. My point is, is that you're not spending all this brain space thinking to yourself, I'm studying French, but I'm actually pretty hungry right now, but I can't eat a snack because it's 1138 and I'm not allowed to eat my next snack until after lunch. So I'm just going to chew some gum right now while I'm studying French and I'm not hungry. I swear I'm not hungry. I'll be fine. I'm just going to chew this gum 
and I'll eat lunch in an hour. And if I eat lunch in an hour, then like, do you hear how you're no longer studying French? You're thinking about how to manipulate your food and trick your body into starving longer. <laughs> like my point is, is when we release control of our body and our food, we get back control because we actually have the capacity emotionally, mentally, Physically, when you are starving yourself, when you are hungry, you are letting go of your power. You were saying, you were saying to the world, hey, I have no respect for my body. Instead of focusing on making sure that I emotionally feel good. Remember, when you are hungry, when you're especially if it's long-term dieting, your caveman brain gets activated. This is going to increase feelings of depression and anxiety. So you're like, you know what? I need to lose weight to be happy. And while I'm on this journey to become happier by losing weight, I'm going to be activating the pieces of my brain that make me feel more anxious and depressed. What? 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 And then you get to that goal weight. You can only maintain it for less than two years because that's what happens for 95% of human beings. If you are below your set point weight, you're going to gain that weight back and or gain back more weight than you originally were. That's what happens in one third of people who gain back their weight. Um, You also just had months or years of your life where you were depressed and anxious because you were starving yourself. (laughs) What? So what if we said to ourselves, I'm going to focus on taking my power back and being the the well-fed, nourished version of myself. And I'm going to see what I am capable of when I am nourished and well-fed. I'm going to see what possibilities there are for me as a well-fed, nourished woman. Can I get involved in my local community? Can I get involved in my local government? Can I get a promotion at work? Can I, um, I don't know. How about you? For me, eating more food, not spending all of my time cooking low-carb, low-calorie versions of food gave me the capacity to work a full-time job at the hospital while working a full-time job seeing clients afterwards. I literally tried to do that for years when I was dieting and I couldn't. I was too hungry and undernourished to do it. I was exhausted. I was crashing. I I was a mess. And all I had to do was stop. I mean, I'm not going to say all I had to do. I worked really hard to build a business. But my point is, is like, I couldn't work that hard on my business while I was simultaneously dieting. And so I want to ask you, what could you pour yourself into? Maybe you just need to like pour yourself into like a break. (laughs) You know, like especially if you're relating to that burned out version, that person who has no cortisol, you might be like, I need to stop dieting and I need to nap and sleep and hire a babysitter to take care of my kids one night a week so my partner and I can go out on a date where I can relax or I can just be alone without my partner and go to the spa or go in nature and sit down on a rock and meditate. <laughs> like, But whatever you are identifying with, even doing that eventually is going to get you to a place where you have your power back, where you can become this fulfilled, victorious, strong, capable version of yourself. You're not going to find that version of yourself when you are trying to control your body. When we release control of our food and our body, we actually gain so much power to do the things that actually are going to 
make us feel more powerful. I feel way more, yeah, that I hit my macros feeling at the end of the night when I'm laying in bed and I'd be slightly hungry, sometimes starving, <laughs> literally, not joking. Uh, I'd be like, I hit my macros. This is a great feeling. I'm really hungry right now. But if I go to, if I just fall asleep, I will have hit my macros and tomorrow I'll start all over. I'll have breakfast, right? That was a good feeling. I'm not going to pretend that wasn't. It was a good feeling. I felt powerful. But I feel so much more powerful living my life in the way I live it now where I'm not dieting, where I have a business that I pour my heart and soul into and I get to help people and I get to change lives and I get to feel fulfilled and I get to do that while I'm training for a marathon because I have enough energy to do both of these things at the same time. What? I mean, I hope you, I hope you see my point. Releasing control of your body. You want to control your body because you want power. But controlling your body is taking your power away. And when we release that control over our body, we are reclaiming power over parts of our life that are actually ultimately going to lead to you feeling more fulfilled and stronger and better and happier in your skin. And that's just the truth. So I hope this episode resonated with you. If you're getting tired of all my solo episodes, Um, You're going to be happy to hear. I have a whole list of guests coming on the podcast soon. So um, we've had a lot of solo episodes recently. The summer kind of threw me off my game in terms of interviewing, but I have a lot of interviews coming up that I'm really excited about. And so stay tuned for that. Make sure you leave a review of the week if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts in order to spread the word um, that controlling your body is a myth and is not going to bring you happiness and also to win a masterclass. And last but not least, if you are interested in joining our next round of Food Freedom Runner Academy, we are starting in November. It's going to be an awesome cohort because I'm going to take you through the holidays and make sure that Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, all the things are not stressful for you this year because we don't have all that food stress bothering us. And if you just mentioned that you listened to this podcast before October 23rd, you have to DM me before October 23rd, 2023 to get the early bird special. And if you mentioned you heard this on the podcast, you'll get an extra freebie, which is pretty cool. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear RunnerBot. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.